Welcome back to the Weekly Bible Reading. This is week 38. This week we're going to read 1 Chronicles 28 and 29 and 2 Chronicles 1 through 11. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thankful that the great King Jesus is building a temple for your glory. We're amazed that you would allow us to be a part. Such an amazing honor. We pray that we would desire to create the most beautiful temple for you. We know that we can only do it through your power. We're thankful that you desire us and that you give us the strength to do what you want done. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 28. David assembled all the princes of Israel, the princes of the tribes, the captains of the companies who served the king by division, the captains of thousands, the captains of hundreds, and the rulers over all the substance and possessions of the king and of his sons, with the officers and the mighty men, even all the mighty men of valor, to Jerusalem. Then David the king stood up on his feet and said, Hear me, my brothers and my people. As for me, it was in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of Yahweh's covenant and for the footstool of our God, and I had prepared for the building. But God said to me, You shall not build a house for my name, because you are a man of war and have shed blood. However, Yahweh, the God of Israel, chose me out of all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever, for he has chosen Judah to be prince, and in the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he took pleasure in me to make me king over all Israel. Of all my sons, for Yahweh has given me many sons, he has chosen Solomon my son to sit on the throne of Yahweh's kingdom over Israel. He said to me, Solomon your son shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever, if he continues to do my commandments and my ordinances as it is today. Now therefore in the sight of all Israel, Yahweh's assembly, and in the audience of our God, observe and seek out all the commandments of Yahweh your God, that you may possess this good land, and leave it for an inheritance to your children after you forever. You, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For Yahweh searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Take heed now, for Yahweh has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave to Solomon his son the plans for the porch of the temple, for its houses, for its treasuries, for its upper rooms, for its inner rooms, for the place of the mercy seat, and the plans were all that he had by the Spirit, for the courts of Yahweh's house, for all the surrounding rooms, for the treasuries of God's house, and for the treasuries of the dedicated things, also for the divisions of the priests and the Levites, for all the work of the service of Yahweh's house, and for all the vessels of service in Yahweh's house, of gold by weight for the gold, for all vessels of every kind of service, for all the vessels of silver by weight, for all the vessels of every kind of service, by weight also for the lampstands of gold, and for its lamps of gold, by weight for every lampstand and for its lamps, and for the lampstands of silver, by weight for every lampstand and for its lamps, according to the use of every lampstand, 
and the gold by weight for the tables of showbread, for every table, and the silver for the tables of silver, and the forks, the basins, and the cups of pure gold, for the golden bowls by weight, for every bowl, and for the silver bowls by weight, for every bowl, and for the altar of incense refined gold by weight, and gold for the plans for the chariot, and the cherubim that spread out and cover the ark of Yahweh's covenant. All this, David said, I have been made to understand in writing from Yahweh's hand, even all the works of this pattern. David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and courageous and do it. Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed, for Yahweh God, even my God, is with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you, until all the work for the service of Yahweh's house is finished. Behold, there are the divisions of the priests and the Levites, for all the service of God's house. Every willing man who has skill for any kind of service shall be with you in all kinds of work. Also the captains and all the people will be entirely at your command. Chapter 29 David the king said to all the assembly, Solomon my son, whom alone God has chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great, for the palace is not for man, but for Yahweh God. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, the bronze for the things of bronze, iron for the things of iron, and wood for the things of wood, also onyx stones, stones to be set, stones for inlaid work of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. In addition, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, since I have a treasure of my own, of gold and silver, I give it to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, even three thousand talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and seven thousand talents of refined silver, with which to overlay the walls of the houses, of gold for the things of gold, and of silver for the things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be made by the hands of artisans. Who, then, offers willingly to consecrate himself today to Yahweh? Then the princes of the fathers' households, and the princes of the tribes of Israel, and the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the rulers over the king's work, offered willingly. And they gave for the service of God's house of gold five thousand talents and ten thousand derricks, of silver ten thousand talents, of bronze eighteen thousand talents, and of iron one hundred thousand talents. People with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of Yahweh's house under the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because they offered willingly, because with a perfect heart they offered willingly to Yahweh. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Therefore David blessed Yahweh before all the assembly, and David said, You are blessed, Yahweh, the God of Israel our father, forever and ever. Yours, Yahweh, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, Yahweh, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand is power and might. It is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, and we have given you of your own. For we are strangers before you, and foreigners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is no remaining. 
Yahweh our God, all this store that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name comes from your hand, and is all your own. I know also, my God, that you try the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. Now I have seen with joy your people, who are present here, offer willingly to you. Yahweh, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel, our fathers kept this desire forever in the thoughts of the heart of your people, and prepare their heart for you, and give to Solomon, my son, a perfect heart, to keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes, and to do all these things, and to build the palace for which I have made provision. Then David said to all the assembly, Now bless Yahweh your God. All the assembly blessed Yahweh, the God of their fathers, and bowed down their heads and prostrated themselves before Yahweh and the king. They sacrificed sacrifices to Yahweh and offered burnt offerings to Yahweh. On the next day, after that day, even one thousand bulls, one thousand rams, and one thousand lambs, with their drink offerings and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel and ate and drank before Yahweh on that day with great gladness. They made Solomon the son of David king the second time, and anointed him before Yahweh to be prince, and Zadok to be priest. Then Solomon sat on the throne of Yahweh as king instead of David his father, and prospered, and all Israel obeyed him. All the princes, the mighty men, and also all of the sons of King David submitted themselves to Solomon the king. Yahweh magnified Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel, and gave to him such royal majesty as had not been on any king before him in Israel. Now David the son of Jesse reigned over all Israel. The time that he reigned over Israel was forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron, and he reigned thirty-three years in Jerusalem. He died at a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his place. Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the history of Samuel the seer, and in the history of Nathan the prophet, and in the history of Gad the seer, with all his reign, and his might, and the times that went over him, and over Israel, and over all the kingdoms of the countries. Second Chronicles chapter 1 Solomon the son of David was firmly established in his kingdom, and Yahweh his God was with him, and made him exceedingly great. Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the captains of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges, and to every prince in all Israel, the heads of the fathers' households. So Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, for God's tent of meeting was there, which Yahweh's servant Moses had made in the wilderness. But David had brought God's ark up from Kiriath-Jerim to the place that David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. Moreover, the bronze altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was there before Yahweh's tabernacle, and Solomon and the assembly were seeking counsel there. Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before Yahweh, which was at the tent of meeting, and offered one thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for what you want me to give you. Solomon said to God, You have shown great loving kindness to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, Yahweh God, let your promise to David my father be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches, wealth, 
honor, or the life of those who hate you, nor yet have you asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people, over whom I have made you king. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge is granted to you. I will give you riches, wealth, and honor, such as none of the kings have had, who have been before you, and none after you will have. So Solomon came from the high place that was at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen, he had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen that he placed in the chariot cities, and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold to be as common as stones in Jerusalem, and he made cedars to be as common as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland. The horses which Solomon had were brought out of Egypt and from Kew. The king's merchants purchased them from Kew. They brought up and brought out of Egypt a chariot for 600 pieces of silver, and a horse for one hundred fifty. They also exported them to the Hittite kings and the Syrian kings. Chapter 2 Now Solomon decided to build a house for Yahweh's name, and a house for his kingdom. Solomon counted out seventy thousand men to bear burdens, eighty thousand men who were stonecutters in the mountains, and three thousand six hundred to oversee them. Solomon sent to Huram the king of Tyre, saying, As you dealt with David my father and sent him cedars to build him a house in which to dwell, so deal with me. Behold, I am about to build a house for the name of Yahweh my God, to dedicate it to him, to burn before him incense of sweet spices for the continual showbread, and for the burnt offerings morning and evening, on the Sabbaths, on the new moons, and on the set feasts of Yahweh our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. The house which I am building will be great, for our God is greater than all gods. But who is able to build him a house, since heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain him? Who am I, then, that I should build him a house except just to burn incense before him? Now, therefore, send me a man skillful to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue, and who knows how to engrave engravings, to be with the skillful men who are with me in Judah and in Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. Send me also cedar trees, cypress trees, and algum trees out of Lebanon, for I know that your servants know how to cut timber in Lebanon. Behold, my servants will be with your servants, even to prepare me timber in abundance, for the house which I am about to build will be great and wonderful. Behold, I will give to your servants, the cutters who cut timber, twenty thousand cores of beaten wheat, twenty thousand baths of barley, twenty thousand baths of wine, and twenty thousand baths of oil. Then Huram, the king of Tyre, answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, Because Yahweh loves his people, he has made you king over them. Huram continued, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, who has given to David the king a wise son, endowed with discretion and understanding, who would build a house for Yahweh and a house for his kingdom. Now I have sent a skillful man, endowed with understanding, of Huram, my father's, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan. And his father was a man of Tyre, skillful to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in iron, in stone, in timber, and in purple, in blue, in fine linen, and in crimson, also to engrave any kind of engraving, and to devise any device, that there may be a place appointed to him with your skillful men, and with the skillful men of my lord David your father. Now therefore the wheat, the barley, the oil, and the wine which my lord has spoken of, let him send to his servants, 
and we will cut wood out of Lebanon as much as you need. We will bring it to you in rafts by sea to Joppa, then you shall carry it up to Jerusalem. Solomon counted all the foreigners who were in the land of Israel after the census with which David his father had counted them, and they found 153,600. He set 70,000 of them to bear burdens, 80,000 who were stonecutters in the mountains, and 3,600 overseers to assign the people their work. Chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build Yahweh's house at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where Yahweh appeared to David his father which he prepared in the place that David had appointed, on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. He began to build in the second day of the second month, in the fourth year of his reign. Now these are the foundations which Solomon laid for the building of God's house. The length by cubits after the first measure was sixty cubits, and the width twenty cubits. The porch that was in front, its length according to the width of the house, was twenty cubits, and the height one hundred twenty, and he overlaid it within with pure gold. He made the larger room with a ceiling of cypress wood, which he overlaid with fine gold, and ornamented it with palm trees and chains. He decorated the house with precious stones for beauty. The gold was gold from Parvaeum. He also overlaid the house, the beams, the thresholds, its walls, and its doors with gold, and engraved cherubim on the walls. He made the most holy place. Its length, according to the width of the house, was twenty cubits, and its width twenty cubits and he overlaid it with fine gold, amounting to six hundred talents. The weight of the nails was fifty shekels of gold. He overlaid the upper rooms with gold. In the most holy place he made two cherubim by carving, and they overlaid them with gold. The wings of the cherubim were twenty cubits long, the wing of the one was five cubits reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wing was five cubits reaching to the wing of the other cherub. The wing of the other cherub was five cubits reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wing was five cubits, joining to the wing of the other cherub. The wings of these cherubim spread themselves out twenty cubits. They stood on their feet, and their faces were toward the house. He made the veil of blue, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and ornamented it with cherubim. Also he made before the house two pillars of thirty-five cubits height, and the capital that was on the top of each of them was five cubits. He made chains in the inner sanctuary, and put them on the tops of the pillars and he made one hundred pomegranates and put them on the chains. He set up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left, and called the name of that on the right hand, Jachin, and the name of that on the left, Boaz. Chapter 4 Then he made an altar of bronze, twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and ten cubits high. Also he made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim. It was round, five cubits high, and thirty cubits in circumference. Under it was the likeness of oxen, which encircled it, for ten cubits encircling the sea. The oxen were in two rows, cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set on them above, and all their hindquarters were inward. It was a handbreadth thick, and its rim was made like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It received and held three thousand baths. He also made ten basins, and put five on the right hand, and five on the left hand to wash in them. The things that belonged to the burnt offering were washed in them, but the sea was for the priest to wash in. He made the ten lampstands of gold according to the ordinance concerning them, and he set them in the temple, five on the right hand and five on the left. 
He made also ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left. He made one hundred basins of gold. Furthermore, he made the court of the priests, the great court, and the doors for the court, and overlaid their doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side of the house eastward toward the south. Hiram made the pots, the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram finished doing the work that he did for King Solomon in God's house. The two pillars, the bowls, the two capitals, which were on the top of the pillars, the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars. He also made the bases, and he made the basins on the bases, one sea and the twelve oxen under it. Hiram his father also made the pots, the shovels, the forks, and all its vessels for King Solomon, for Yahweh's house, of bright bronze. The king cast them in the plain of the Jordan, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zerida. Thus Solomon made all the vessels in great abundance, for the weight of the bronze could not be determined. Solomon made all the vessels that were in God's house, the golden altar also, and the tables with the showbread on them, and the lampstands with their lamps, to burn according to the ordinance before the inner sanctuary of pure gold, and the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold that was perfect gold, and the snuffers, the basins, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold. As for the entry of the house, its inner doors for the most holy place, and the doors of the main hall of the temple, were of gold. Chapter 5 Thus all the work that Solomon did for Yahweh's house was finished. Solomon brought in the things that David his father had dedicated, even the silver, the gold, and all the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of God's house. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the princes of the father's households of the children of Israel, to Jerusalem, to bring up the ark of Yahweh's covenant out of David's city, which is Zion. So all the men of Israel assembled themselves to the king at the feast, which was in the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came, the Levites took up the ark, and they brought up the ark, the tent of meeting, and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. These the Levitical priests brought up. King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled to him were before the ark, sacrificing sheep and cattle that could not be counted or numbered for multitude. The priests brought in the ark of Yahweh's covenant to its place, into the inner sanctuary of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread out their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim covered the ark and its poles above. The poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the ark in front of the inner sanctuary. But they were not seen outside, and it is there to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets which Moses put at Horeb, when Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt. When the priests had come out of the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves and didn't keep their divisions, also the Levites, who were the singers, all of them, even Asaph, Heman, Jejuthun, and their sons and their brothers, arrayed in fine linen, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them one hundred twenty priests sounding with trumpets. When the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking Yahweh, and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even Yahweh's house, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for Yahweh's glory filled God's house.
chapter 6. Then Solomon said, Yahweh has said he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built you a house and home, a place for you to dwell in forever. The king turned his face and blessed all the assembly of Israel, and all the assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to David my father, and has with his hands fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there, and I chose no man to be prince over my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there, and I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. But Yahweh said to David my father, Whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son, who will come out of your body, he shall build the house for my name. Yahweh has performed his word, that he spoke. For I have risen up in the place of David my father, and sit on the throne of Israel, as Yahweh promised, and have built the house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. There I have set the ark, in which is Yahweh's covenant, which he made with the children of Israel. He stood before Yahweh's altar in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands. For Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long and five cubits wide and three cubits high, and had set it in the middle of the court. And he stood on it, and knelt down on his knees before all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. And he said, Yahweh the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep covenant and loving kindness with your servants who walk before you with all their heart, who have kept with your servant David my father that which you promised him. Yes, you spoke with your mouth, and have fulfilled it with your hand, as it is today. Now therefore, Yahweh the God of Israel, keep with your servant David my father that which you have promised him, saying, There shall not fail you a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your children take heed to their way to walk in my laws as you have walked before me. Now therefore, Yahweh the God of Israel, let your word be verified, which you spoke to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain you, how much less this house which I have built. Yet have respect for the prayer of your servant, and to his supplication, Yahweh my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you that your eyes may be open toward this house day and night, even toward the place where you have said that you would put your name, to listen to the prayer which your servant will pray toward this place. Listen to the petitions of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Yes, hear from your dwelling place, even from heaven. And when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor, and an oath is laid on him to cause him to swear, and he comes and swears before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven, act, and judge your servants, bringing retribution to the wicked, to bring his way on his own head, and justifying the righteous, to give him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel are struck down before the enemy because they have sinned against you, and they turn again and confess your name, and pray and make supplication before you in this house, then hear from heaven, and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land which you gave to them and to their fathers. 
when the sky is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you. If they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, of your people Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence, if there is blight or mildew, locust or caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer and supplication is made by any man or by all your people Israel, who will each know his own plague and his own sorrow, and shall spread out his hands toward this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and forgive, and render to every man according to all his ways, whose heart you know. For you, even you only, know the hearts of the children of men, that they may fear you to walk in your ways, so long as they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. Moreover, concerning the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, when he comes from a far country for your great name's sake, and your mighty hand, and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this house, then hear from heaven, even from your dwelling place, and do according to all that the foreigner calls to you for, that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemies, by whatever way you send them, and they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen, and the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no man who doesn't sin, and you are angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captive to a land far off or near, yet if they come to their senses in the land where they are carried captive, and turn again and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done perversely, and have dealt wickedly. If they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have carried them captive, and pray toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, and the city which you have chosen, and toward the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven, even from your dwelling place, their prayer and their petitions, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, let, I beg you, your eyes be open, and let your ears be attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, Yahweh God, into your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests, Yahweh God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints rejoice in goodness. Yahweh God, don't turn away the face of your anointed. Remember your loving kindnesses to David, your servant. Chapter 7 Now when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and Yahweh's glory filled the house. The priests could not enter into Yahweh's house, because Yahweh's glory filled Yahweh's house. All the children of Israel looked on. When the fire came down, and Yahweh's glory was on the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground, on the pavement, worshipped, and gave thanks to Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before Yahweh. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated God's house. The priests stood according to their positions, the Levites also with instruments of music of Yahweh, which David the king had made to give thanks to Yahweh, 
when David praised by their ministry, saying, For his loving kindness endures forever. The priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon made the middle of the court that was before Yahweh's house holy, for there he offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offering, the meal offering, and the fat. So Solomon held the feast at that time for seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great assembly, from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. On the eighth day they held a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days, and the feast seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart for the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David, and to Solomon, and to Israel his people. Thus Solomon finished Yahweh's house, and the king's house, and he successfully completed all that came into Solomon's heart to make in Yahweh's house, and in his own house. Yahweh appeared to Solomon by night, and said to him, I have heard your prayer, and have chosen this place for myself, for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the sky so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen, and made this house holy, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom, according as I covenanted with David your father, saying, There shall not fail you a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away, and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck them up by the roots out of my land which I have given them, and this house which I have made holy for my name I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. This house which is so high, everyone who passes by it shall be astonished and say, Why has Yahweh done this to the land and to this house? They shall answer, Because they abandoned Yahweh the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and took other gods, worshipped them, and served them. Therefore he has brought all this evil on them. Chapter 8 At the end of twenty years in which Solomon had built Yahweh's house and his own house, Solomon built the cities which Urim had given to Solomon, and caused the children of Israel to dwell there. Solomon went to Hamath Zobah, and prevailed against it. He built Tadmor in the wilderness, and all the storage cities which he built in Hamath. Also he built Beth Horon the upper, and Beth Horon the lower, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, and Baalath, and all the storage cities that Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots, the cities for his horsemen, and all that Solomon desired to build for his pleasure in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. As for all the people who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, of their children who were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel didn't consume, of them Solomon conscripted forced labor to this day. But of the children of Israel Solomon made no servants for his work, but they were men of war, 
and chief of his captains, and rulers of his chariots and of his horsemen. These were the chief officers of King Solomon, even two hundred fifty, who ruled over the people. Solomon brought up Pharaoh's daughter out of David's city to the house that he had built for her, for he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places where Yahweh's ark has come are holy. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to Yahweh on Yahweh's altar, which he had built before the porch, even as the duty of every day required, offering according to the commandment of Moses on the Sabbaths, on the new moons, and on the set feasts, three times per year during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, during the Feast of Weeks, and during the Feast of Booths. He appointed, according to the ordinance of David his father, the divisions of the priests to their service, and the Levites to their offices, to praise and to minister before the priests, as the duty of every day required. The doorkeepers also by their divisions at every gate, for David the man of God had so commanded. They didn't depart from the commandment of the king to the priests and Levites concerning any matter, or concerning the treasures. Now all the work of Solomon was prepared from the day of the foundation of Yahweh's house until it was finished. So Yahweh's house was completed. Then Solomon went to Ezon-Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. Hiram sent him ships and servants who had knowledge of the sea by the hands of his servants, and they came with the servants of Solomon to Ophir, and brought from there four hundred fifty talents of gold, and brought them to King Solomon. Chapter 9 When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to test Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem with a very great caravan, including camels that bore spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. When she had come to Solomon, she talked with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. There wasn't anything hidden from Solomon which he didn't tell her. When the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his ministers, their clothing, his cupbearers also, their clothing, and his ascent by which he went up to Yahweh's house, there was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of your acts and of your wisdom. However, I didn't believe their words until I came, and my eyes had seen it. And behold, half of the greatness of your wisdom wasn't told me. You exceed the fame that I heard. Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be Yahweh your God, who delighted in you, to set you on his throne, to be king for Yahweh your God, because your God loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore he made you king over them, to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold, spices in great abundance, and precious stones. There was never before such spice as the queen of Sheba gave to king Solomon. The servants of Huram and the servants of Solomon who brought gold from Ophir also brought algum trees and precious stones. The king used algum tree wood to make terraces for Yahweh's house and for the king's house, and harps and stringed instruments for the singers. There were none like these seen before in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatever she asked, in addition to that which she had brought to the king. So she turned and went to her own land, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, in addition to that which the traders and merchants brought. All the kings of Arabia and the governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 bucklers of beaten gold, 600 shekels of beaten gold, 
went to one buckler. He made three hundred shields of beaten gold. Three hundred shekels of gold went to one shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. There were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne, and the armrests on either side by the place of the seat, and two lions standing beside the armrests. Twelve lions stood there on the one side and on the other side on the six steps. There was nothing like it made in any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Silver was not considered valuable in the days of Solomon. For the king had ships that went to Tarshish with Urim's servants. Once every three years the ships of Tarshish came, bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. They each brought tribute, vessels of silver, vessels of gold, clothing, armor, spices, horses, and mules every year. Solomon had four thousand stalls for horses and chariots, and twelve thousand horsemen that he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the river even to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars to be as abundant as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland. They brought horses for Solomon out of Egypt and out of all lands. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, first and last, aren't they written in the history of Nathan the prophet, and the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and the visions of Iddo the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel forty years. Solomon slept with his fathers, and he was buried in his father David's city, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. Chapter 10 Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. When Jeroboam the son of Nebat heard of it, for he was in Egypt, where he had fled from the presence of King Solomon, Jeroboam returned out of Egypt. They sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all Israel came, and they spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke grievous, now therefore make the grievous service of your father and his heavy yoke which he put on us lighter, and we will serve you. He said to them, Come again to me after three days. So the people departed. King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, saying, What counsel do you give me about how to answer these people? They spoke to him, saying, If you are kind to these people, please them and speak good words to them, and they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him, who stood before him. He said to them, What counsel do you give that we may give an answer to these people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke that your father put on us lighter? The young men who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you shall tell the people who spoke to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Now, whereas my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king asked, saying, Come to me again the third day. The king answered them roughly, and King Rehoboam abandoned the counsel of the old men, and spoke to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, 
but I will add to it. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So the king didn't listen to the people, for it was brought about by God, that Yahweh might establish his word, which he spoke by Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king didn't listen to them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion do we have in David? We don't have an inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to your tents, Israel. Now see to your own house, David. So all Israel departed to their tents. But as for the children of Israel who lived in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadoram, who was over the men subject to forced labor, and the children of Israel stoned him to death with stones. King Rehoboam hurried to get himself up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against David's house to this day. Chapter 11 When Rehoboam had come to Jerusalem, he assembled the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 chosen men who were warriors, to fight against Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam. But Yahweh's word came to Shimeiah, the man of God, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and all Israel and Judah and Benjamin, saying, Yahweh says, You shall not go up, nor fight against your brothers. Every man return to his house, for this thing is of me. So they listened to Yahweh's words and returned from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam lived in Jerusalem and built cities for defense in Judah. He built Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzur, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marisha, Ziph, Adoram, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Ijalon, and Hebron, which are fortified cities in Judah and in Benjamin. He fortified the strongholds and put captains in them and stores of food, oil, and wine. He put shields and spears in every city and made them exceedingly strong. Judah and Benjamin belonged to him. The priests and the Levites who were in all Israel stood with him, and out of all their territory. For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possession and came to Judah and Jerusalem. For Jeroboam and his sons cast them off, that they should not execute the priest's office to Yahweh. He himself appointed priests for the high places, for the male goats, and for the calves which he had made. After them, out of all the tribes of Israel, those who set their hearts to seek Yahweh, the God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to Yahweh, the God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, strong for three years. For they walked three years in the way of David and Solomon. Rehoboam took a wife for himself, Mahalath, the daughter of Jeremoth, the son of David and of Abigail, the daughter of Eliab, the son of Jesse. She bore him sons, Jeush, Shemariah, and Zaham. After her he took Maacah, the daughter of Absalom, and she bore him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelemeth. Rehoboam loved Maacah, the daughter of Absalom, above all his wives and his concubines, for he took eighteen wives and sixty concubines, and became the father of twenty-eight sons and sixty daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Maacah, to be chief. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Maacah, to be chief, the prince among his brothers, for he intended to make him king. He dealt wisely and dispersed of all his sons throughout all the lands of Judah and Benjamin to every fortified city. He gave them food in abundance, and he sought many wives for them. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.